You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn to spot a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. I'm Paul George. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. We are Acadiana's home for news and talk. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square media station. men are shot dead, two children shot and wounded in Philadelphia. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Police say a man with a rifle, a handgun, a bulletproof vest, and a police scanner were on a shooting rampage in the streets. He's been taken into custody. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. That includes a two-year-old and a 13-year-old. They are said to be in stable condition. Police confirm that five male victims have died, ranging in age from 20 to 59 years old. One man is still unidentified right now. A police source who I was just speaking with tells me that the fifth victim was found four hours after the initial incident. It was found by his father inside his home. It's believed that the shooter chased him inside and killed him there. Three people are reported killed in a shooting at an annual neighborhood party in Fort Worth, Texas, with eight injured. And police in Lansing, Michigan, say five people were shot and wounded after a fight at a party. Hamas militants say one of their members drove into and then stabbed people in Tel Aviv, Israel's retaliation for the death of Palestinians during an Israeli military operation in the West Bank. Israeli police say the attacker was the only one killed, shot by an armed civilian. A woman is killed. Nine people hurt in a fireworks explosion at a home in Park Township, Michigan. Fireworks shot into a crowd in Allegan, Michigan. The oohs and ahs at the city's fireworks display suddenly turned to screams of terror when at least two firework shells apparently misfired and roared horizontally into the crowd. <laughs> One man telling Fox 17 in Grand Rapids one of the shells landed at his toddler's feet before he kicked it away. The Allegan Fire Department has begun an investigation. Jack Callahan, Fox News. Four bodies are recovered from the Rio Grande River on the Texas-Mexico border. Two, including a baby girl on Saturday, one Sunday, one yesterday, according to the Texas Department of Public Safety, which says that none of those bodies have been identified. They had no identification. Texas troopers say two young children found abandoned in Eagle Pass, Texas yesterday, told them a woman left them on the Mexican side of the river and told them to cross. America's listening to Fox News. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138. To have a look at the latest headlines, head over to kpel965.com. 
While you're there, hook up with us on Facebook and Twitter. It's Timothy Green's first day at school. Mom, I can handle it from here. What's in his backpack? He's about to fall Anything over. Anything he might need. There's a box of tissues and band-aids. There's a whole first aid kit, actually. You don't have to be perfect. Have a great day. That's too much pressure. Have the day you have. To be a perfect parent. There are two people who want you more than anything. They'll make mistakes, but they will love you more than you can imagine. There are thousands of children in foster care who will take you just as you are. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. go to the moon and do the other things not because they are easy but because they are hard it is time for us to realize that we're too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams i have a dream that one day this nation will rise up live out the true meaning of its creed american ground radio with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Pross. This is American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Abalone. And happy 4th of July to all of you. We're so excited to be with you. And the next three hours, mm. oh my goodness man we've got some good stuff coming I mean, up. and this is a celebration uh, the show the, the next three hours the guests mm-hmm. uh, first of all this is a celebration of what makes our country strong unique special right liberating what makes it great and and yeah we do talk about politics and political parties but it's really it's really not about that it's about bringing people together on our nation's birthday to remember what has made this country the greatest nation the world has ever known? And, you know, what you're going to hear mm-hmm. are personal stories of struggles, of sacrifices, uh, ultimately successes that could right. only happen in America. Now, I know I've jumped way ahead of well, ourselves because let's talk about who's going to be on, on well, the show. But before we get to that, I mean, you said just a minute ago that this is the greatest country the world has ever known. No doubt. Okay. That used to not be something controversial to say in this country. It has become something controversial in the last several years. And that's part of why we want to do this show. Ronald Reagan said in his farewell address back in 1989, he said, if we don't remember what we did, we won't know who we are. It is important for us to remember here on our nation's birthday what this country did, what this country is all about, the good and the bad. No, no, absolutely. Because that frames who we are as a nation. It is important to recognize just how exceptional 
our great nation truly is. It really is. Here we, we are living in an era where it's filled with divisive rhetoric, sure, misguided narratives, and I think it's essential to shed light on the undeniable facts that demonstrate our unique strength, our prosperity as the United States of America. So your question, who's on the show today? Yeah, who's? we need to let everybody know who's coming up. This is a great line. By the way, this is the seventh year we've been doing this show, What Makes America Great. We've had some star-spangled guest panelists in the past. I would put this show up with any of the ones we've had in the past. These guests this year are just tremendous. We'll start with Mattress Mac in Houston. He's a a small business owner who's become a large business owner and nationally known because he took his success as a businessman and has helped his community survive tragedy over and over and over. I think that's a uniquely American story. Absolutely, no doubt. Uh, We're going to be talking with Jeff Carrere, nationally syndicated columnist. You've read him in uh, a whole bunch of of different articles all over the Internet. Based down in New Orleans. Plus, he has a radio show, and he does ringside politics. He does a lot of political speaking. We're also going to bring you an interview we did with Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's had a big year this year. But Tucker Carlson was our first guest ever on our What Makes America Great special. We wanted to re-bring you that interview because of what he said when we first started and how much it means to what his year's been like this year. It is eerie, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really, really important, but we know you're going to love that. So that's coming up this hour. Next hour, because we got three hours here. Next hour, Victor Davis Hanson, another writer. He's out in California. Uh, he's done a lot of political writing. He's a college professor as well, studied American history. I, I love what he has to say. You're going to love that. We are also talking with Terry Netterville. Terry Netterville is our American mama. So on American Ground Radio, we're, we're broadcast coast to coast on, on weeknights, every weeknight, right? Terry Netterville is our American mama. She comes on our show every single day. She's awesome, by She's the way. She's great. You're going to love Terry Netterville. Absolutely. She, and she talks about things from the perspective of a patriotic mama. And so you're going to love that interview. Then we have Willie Robertson from Duck Dynasty fame. Uh, he's the CEO of Duck Commander. So another businessman. Family is all about that story. And again, it's a uniquely American story. It's an American success story is what it is. And then speaking of an American success story, Clint Black. Oh, man. Country Western star, musician. Uh, Also, he's now in the coffee business. Right, yeah. He sells cowboy coffee. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's and again, that's a story. When we first talked to Clint, man, there's stuff you and I didn't even know. That he shared with us. No, I, you, I'm going to share it right now. Uh, don't, don't, no, no, wait, no. Wait for the interview. No, wait. but hold. Folks, you got to listen to this. But do you know that he dropped out of high school? I, we didn't. We didn't. It, it's, 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 such it's a, one of the things that we learned during this interview that we found terribly fascinating mm. in terms of how he overcame those challenges. Anyway, there's some other, uh, other nuggets mm-hmm. uh, that will equally surprise you we're also talking with steve scalise the majority leader in the house of representatives uh, steve of course uh he survived that that political shooting uh several years ago in yeah. washington dc talk about the i mean he is in fact uh, living proof that how 
partisan, how divisive, how vitriolic mm-hmm. our politics have become. I mean, he almost lost his life. And yet he still has such a love for this country, even though it was one of his countrymen who almost killed him. That's, that's going to be an interesting interview. We're talking with Larry Elder, who's running for president. He's running for the Republican nomination. Of course, Larry Elder ran for governor in California. He had his own radio talk show. Larry Elder has a great personal story as well. Uh, so we're going to be talking with him. And we're talking with actress Lee Allen Baker. She was on that show, Good Luck, Charlie. Uh, my kids love that show. The next, So the generation right behind us, they, they love this show. Great family show. She had to move out of California. Yeah. She moved to Tennessee. Yeah, during the lockdown. Just because she wanted freedom. She wanted freedom, and that's why she moved. So we're going to be talking with all these people. This is a great lineup here for the next three hours. These personal stories of why people love America, what it is they think is about uh, is great about this country. That's one of the things I love about doing the show every year. And, you know, I, I'm the first-generation son of an Italian immigrant. So the American dream – well, I've had a front-row seat to the American dream. But that American dream, like you said earlier, you know, to say that today mm-hmm. – it's almost like folks look at you like the American dream. Yeah, like like that can be accomplished yeah, today. That, that's only for the rich. That's only for the powerful. But see, here's the it's thing. It's not, though. No, what we need to remind folks is, you know, in much of the world, mm-hmm. if your father is a bricklayer, you become a bricklayer. True. If your mother is a school teacher, you become a school teacher. That's true. You know, and, and success stories of people in America who have risen up from literally nothing mm-hmm. is really very common. Almost unremarkable okay. in this country, but we don't tell their stories enough. They don't get mentioned enough. And so folks say, well, everything's stacked against me. The odds are stacked against me. The government doesn't want me to succeed. Look at the list of the, the 10 richest people in the world, right? I believe eight of them are Americans, although Elon Musk is a African-American, right? Came from South Africa to the U.S. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. Anyway, if you look at their histories... There's only one of the people that's in the top 10 richest people in the world who actually inherited a larger section of their fortune. Everyone else started off as poor or lower middle class and rose to those heights. And see, that is exactly the point here. Because the American dream, this is what folks need to understand. The American dream is not as much about material and monetary wealth as it is the opportunity in which every person can attain their fullest potential, regardless of their circumstances of birth or position. We as Americans are not great because we were born in America. Nope. That's called geography. Right. The greatness of America is that it allows each of us to see the greatness in ourselves. See, that's the thing is that America was the first country founded on an idea. And you can see that idea written down in the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, that sentence goes on, and, and we can talk a little bit later on about how we really should run all of our political opinions through that sentence, because that sentence is the idea of America. But if you consider yourself a patriot, A patriot is someone who loves their country, right? That's the definition of a patriot. Well, America was the first country founded on on an idea. So if you want to say you're a patriot, you want to say, I love my country, then you have to say, I love every word in the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence. I believe in that. But it doesn't mean that you 
agree with everything that's going on in this country. No. Or that this country, our federal government, has done. No, you don't have to agree with current events. But believe in the idea. The principle. Because the idea, the idea is what will set us free. Absolutely. Because the idea is based on truth. So, folks, uh, next three hours, uh, you're going to hear a lot of this patriotism, the love of this country, because we believe that America is still that shining city on a hill. We'll be right back with Mattress Mac. Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize a future of family, community and prosperity not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Hello, Katie Ann. Eleanor's diagnosis is acute myeloid leukemia. This is a St. Jude moment. Immediately when we got here, we you get a nurse that walks around with you like for the first three days you're here to kind of give you the lay of the land and where to go. They know you're already drowning from the news that you're getting and why you're here. So they don't want you to have to figure stuff out by yourself. I know like you're here and you're not supposed to be happy or you're not supposed to smile, but it's hard not to when there's this giant community of strangers all working towards one goal. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what they believe. They are all fighting to end childhood cancer. And I think that's something that should be celebrated. Finding Cures, Saving Children. Learn more at stjude.org.
Welcome back to America Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, in Proverbs, it is written, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Okay. And I think that's why it is so incumbent upon all of us, especially to remember on the 4th of July, that we've got to pick up the baton, we've got to exercise whatever power whatever influence we have within our means before an entire generation of Americans, including those in our own community, forget the principles upon which this nation was founded. Right. And I think because we have a, a government system where it's based on the income tax and then the government doles out the money and gives it to other people, I think a lot of folks have forgotten the government cannot do charity for you. In order for you to do good for other people – you have to be the one to do it. Government can't do char- charity. The reason why government can't do charity is because every single dime the government gets, it takes from someone else through taxation. It takes it through force. So you can't do good by first taking from someone else. You, you, you have to make a choice with your own time, with your own property to, to do the charity that you want to do. So if you want to help other people, it's not enough just that you pay your taxes. You've actually got to go out and face the folks that you want to help face-to-face. Right. Right? Because government cannot fix all things for us. No. Uh, Government cannot make us feel content. It cannot make us feel respected or accepted. Right. I mean, and I think the principle there is that America is more than just a place. Mm -hmm. It's an idea. It, It was founded on an idea that our rights come from God and not from government. And sometimes God asks us, to help our neighbors. And that's why I'm really excited about our first guest here on American Ground Radio. Jim McInville, better known as Mattress Mac. He's down from the Houston area, but he's made nationwide news because he's been very generous, but he's also been quite a successful uh, sports gambler, he, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, he's he's been tremendously successful, but he's been very generous with what he's won. He's, he's opened up his stores to help his neighbors in times of tragedy. Not once, not twice, multiple times. And I, I think he's a great example of what America in and Americans are all Absolutely. about. So without any further ado, Mattress Mac. Joining us now, another guest here on our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great, Jim McInville, otherwise known as Mattress Mac. Uh, it's, a, it's a great honor to be talking to you here on the 4th of July, sir. Glad to be on the show. Uh, America's greatest day, the 4th of July, Independence Day. You, you started um, gallery furniture many, many years ago. You were down to your last dime, and you went, I'm going to go advertise. And it was a big gamble at the time. And you've turned Gallery Furniture into this this massive organization that really is a, a major part of Houston culture. How did you do that? Late to bed, early to rise, work like hell and advertise. Work like hell to achieve the American dream. That's the only way. Uh, that's, and, and I've heard you say that before, and I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, one of the things that you've done with your prosperity, with, with the, the success that you've had at Gallery Furniture, is you've actually helped people in the community when they're at their lowest. As there have been flooding in Houston, there have been hurricanes coming through. You open up your furniture store, and you let people who are flooded out of their homes spend the night 
on your beds, on your couches. What gave you that idea? How did that get started? W. Edward Deming, we all have a responsibility for the well-being of our community. John Paul II, the essence of living is giving. Uh, my father always told me, get up, go to work, and make something out of your life. So, you know, my people are drowning during these floods, hurricanes. What am I going to do? Let them drown. I let them in here. They sleep on my uh, mattresses, sleep on my couches. They eat on our dining room tables. And, you know, uh, these are my people. They're, I'm here to help. And, and it's made you uh, known across the country here. Um, so here we are, 4th of July. That wasn't the, that wasn't the intent, certainly. But, you know, people know that uh, I, I like to gamble. I like to, I like to practice free enterprise, and I like to help other people. So here we are on the 4th of July, and one of the things we've been asking folks on the show is, what is it that you think makes America great? The Judeo-Christian work ethic. Get up, go to work, and make something out of your life. Quit feeling sorry for yourself and go find the greatness that is within you, whether it's being a teacher at a child care center, as one of my children is, or whether it's being the uh, chairman of Exxon. Get up, go to work, find your talent, make something out of your life, or whether it's being a construction worker. Work is life's greatest ther- therapy. Find a job you love to do. You'll never have to work a day in your life, and you'll contribute to the well-being of this country. Be a taxpayer, not a tax taker. Boy, I just love that. But, Mr. Mack, why do you think this sentiment is missing? It seems to be missing from our culture in America today. I think we need we need to preach it louder and ha- and uh, preach it from the pulpit. I think that the uh, people not going to church is a major problem. They don't have any morals. And the word culture comes from the word cult, which is religion. So people need to go back to church. They need to get a high school or college education. They need to get a full-time job that they love. Then they need to get married. Then they need to have children in that order. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you, you talk about providing, you know, people going to work and working hard. Through your work, through your business, you have provided a lot of people with an opportunity to work. Some people who were down on the luck, they didn't have much of anything else before they, they come to work for you. Uh, how, how many people have you seen whose lives have been changed through being able to work with the opportunities that, that Gallery Furniture has been able to provide? You know, hundreds of them, hundreds of them. I got a guy here that spent six years in uh, Angola Penitentiary, one of the toughest penitentiaries in the country in, in Louisiana. But, you know, the good news was Angola taught him a work ethic. After Hurricane Katrina devastated New Orleans, he came here, and uh, he lived in our shelter here for a couple of days. We ended up hiring him. He had a big personality, and he was one of our best employees in the whole company. So rags to riches, 12, 15 years later, he's really made something out of himself. He loves where he works. He's a huge part of the family here. And, you know, people, human beings were made to live, work, play, and die in groups, in groups. Church gave us a sense of community. Society gave us a sense of community. Work brings a sense of community. People need to be part of a community. In 1900, the average size of a U.S. household was 10.5 people, 10.5. The average size of a U.S. household today is less than two, and one's the loneliest number. We need to get together in a communal sense again. Yeah, absolutely. Nina, you, you talked about your dad and the lessons that your dad taught you growing up. When did you realize that there was something, obviously you love this country. Do you remember the very first time you realized this nation was something exceptional, something special? Oh, geez, you know, from the day I was born, I was taught that, you know, I was taught that this was the greatest country in the world. And 
the Catholic school I went to had a lot of immigrants that came to this country to seek the, seek the opportunity the United States promises, and I think the United States still promises the most opportunity of any country in the world. And that's why all these immigrants are knocking down the door to get in here. So I think uh, what really taught me that the uh, country was resilient was when uh, I was in the seventh grade in Dallas, Texas on uh, November 22nd, 1963, and John Kennedy was killed in downtown Dallas. And my seventh and eighth grade football coach was an FBI agent assigned to watching Lee Harvey Oswald. So I was kind of an eyewitness of that bit of history. But as a nation, we, we sorrowed and we uh, grieved, and then we moved forward. And I think that's what the country is doing now. Mac McAdvale, Mattress Mac, uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on American Ground Radio on our 4th of July special. And thank you so much for all the work you've done in changing people's lives for the better uh, there in Houston. Yeah, work is life's greatest therapy. My advice to people is get up, go to work, make something out of your life, find a job you love to do, and you'll never have to work a day in your life. This is the greatest country in the world. It was made great by work and by church. Amen, brother. Amen. Happy Fourth of July. Thanks, guys. Well, we're just getting started here on our American Ground Radio Fourth of July special, What Makes America Great? Coming up next, talking with political pundit Jeff Kruer about what he thinks makes this country so special. Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio, where freedom grows, with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy, feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below, you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org love. Every day, Mark fights retinitis pigmentosa, a blinding retinal disease. But even while his vision is taken, his family gives him hope. Because whether he's helping run their business or enjoying time at home with his wife and sons, Mark knows he's not fighting alone. For 50 years, the Foundation Fighting Blindness has funded research into treatments and cures for blinding diseases, providing real hope to those fighting vision loss. And our nationwide community of local chapters provides networking and support for people with vision loss, as well as their loved ones. Because the best way to fight against blinding diseases is to fight together. And for Mark, winning the fight against vision loss means being there for his family. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Learn more about how you can help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org.
Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. This is our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? It's the 4th of July it celebration. Is. You know, if it was up to John Adams, it would have been called the July 2nd celebration. Right. That was that was when the draft of the Declaration of Independence was completed. Uh, and, and he thought, yeah, that's the day that they should have fireworks on and should be celebrated in American history. Exactly. But, you know, at the at the close of that, I, I love this story, mm-hmm. you know, at the close of the Constitutional Convention, mm-hmm. you know, the oldest delegate, uh, Benjamin Franklin, was asked to be the first to sign. And at the front of the chamber, there was a chair from which General Washington had presided. And the chair back had a design of a sun low on the horizon. And Franklin said, there were days when I thought this picture of a sun low on the horizon was a setting sun. But I now know it is a rising sun, a new day for America, a new dawn for freedom. Let's take a listen to Jeff Carrere. And joining us now, syndicated columnist, author, radio host, politics with a punch guru, Jeff Kerr. Thank you so much for joining us here on American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? I'm honored to be part of it, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. So you have been speaking out about uh, politics for, for quite a long time. Uh, you, you're certainly versed in uh, American history. You are versed in the founding ideals of this country. Uh, through all of your work, all your research, everything that you've studied all the years, what is it you think makes America great? Well, our our history, our people, our, our founding documents – I mean, the fact that uh, we had this uh, wonderful Declaration of Independence that we're getting ready to uh, celebrate a big uh, anniversary for 250 years coming up in uh, 2026. Uh, The fact that we have a United States Constitution, the fact that we have a a Bill of Rights and we have freedom of uh, speech and press and petition and assembly and religion. And uh, we're, we're magnets. We're a beacon. People from all over the world want to come here because of these freedoms, not because of our government, not because of politicians, but they want to come here to enjoy these freedoms that we have, that we take for granted, cornerstone of our republic. Yet, uh, unfortunately, they're now being threatened. And uh, we're now uh, really causing harm to every American with the, with the type of open border policy that we have. Jeff, you talk about people wanting to come here not for our government, but for our freedoms. In some instance, when government gets too big, it does the exact opposite of why people come here. People come here for freedom. They come here actually in some respects because of our lack of government, right? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, we we really st- started this great country uh, as a way to uh, give people their, their freedom. Uh, we wanted to have uh, freedom from the tyranny uh, in, in Europe, and people flooded here. And, you know, we had a uh, vision of our founders that was so uh, ingenious uh, to have uh, three branches of government, limited government, and power in the hands of, quote, we the people. So uh, this is what uh, for so many years worked in, in this country. And then gradually, gentlemen, over time, we have seen an expansion of government and an erosion of our rights. And we're now in a situation where we need to turn back <laughs> this uh, invasion of our rights, turn back this uh, growth of government 
and uh, get back to more limited government, which was the vision of our founders. I think uh, the founders had no idea that people would be going to Washington and not leaving, staying there for decade after decade after decade, accumulating power. And you've got this behemoth in Washington, D.C. with these bureaucracies and these departments and all of this uh, power. I mean, that is uh, that is not what uh, attracted people to this country. That's not what made America great. So we've got a lot of work ahead of us to uh, restore this uh, greatness that I think we can do, but we've, we've got a lot of work to do. Now, now, Jeff, you love this country. You've been on the radio for a very long time. You've been writing for a very long time about this exceptional nation. What got you started? I mean, in terms of speaking out about just how great this country is. Well, I was uh, initially working uh, as a fundraiser for nonprofit organizations. I did what's called development work. And then I got uh, a decision, just a, a real fire in the belly to run for office. And I decided to run for office in, in New Orleans because we had uh, a lot of crime and I was um, a victim. So I decided to run against a guy named Mitch Landrew who uh, had a machine. And of course, uh, he won. But I did well enough to attract the attention of the Republican Party of Louisiana. And they were uh, very uh, impressed. And they brought me on board as their executive director. And in that position, I did a lot of media work. And I wound up getting an opportunity to start a radio show in uh, 1999. And uh, it has just been something that uh, I found to be a real blessing because it gives me an opportunity to speak out about uh, our city, our state, our nation. And we've got a city of New Orleans that is uh, in crisis. We've got a state that's in crisis. We've got a country that's in crisis. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, every, every program we have plenty to talk about because of all these issues and all these problems that are going on, there's never, gentlemen, a shortage of topics. And uh, it's cathartic for me because I have an opportunity to express these ideas and talk about it on the air and engage guests and uh, listeners. And I think we make a positive contribution. I think we're able to uh, enlighten people, educate people about what is going on. And for me, that's satisfying. So that's what's kept me going, gentlemen, for for now 24 years, coming up yeah. on my 25th anniversary next year. So you talk about what's kept you going. Do you remember, can you think way, way back, when was the moment you realized there was something exceptional about this nation? Well, I mean, I, boy, I, I go back much further than when I started uh, on the radio. I mean, I, I go back as a child and when I took civics class at uh, De La Salle High School in New Orleans and my teacher, uh, Robert Greathouse, inspired me about uh, this country and we learned about uh civics and we learned about history and we learned about uh, how this is such a, a unique, wonderful country. And I really became on fire for America, got involved in a political debate club, got involved in, you know, the college Republicans after that, then was president of the greater New Orleans Republicans and just saw the Republican Party as being a vehicle to try to change what was happening in, in New Orleans and Louisiana and around the country, which seemed to be an ever increasing erosion of our rights, expansion of government. And we, we've had uh, some successes, but I mean, we got our work cut out for us now more than, more than ever. So it, it has been uh, something that has uh, kept me going for all this time because I do love the country. 
I've traveled some around the world. I don't think there's any place that compares to the United States of America. Nowhere close. And that's why still, with all the problems we have, Look at the number of people that want to come here. Jeff Greer, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the 4th of July. Really appreciate your insights. Appreciate your friendship. And happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Well, we've got a lot more coming up here on our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. Coming up next, we're going to bring you one of the first interviews we ever did on the show with Tucker Carlson about what he thinks makes America great. When we come back. You're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Support local. The YMCA is just a starting line. For the true self blooms only when we find our purpose, what makes us tick below the surface. Why is the before work hustle, an after school home, a section of my block, a corner to call my own? With my why, I stand strong, seen and supported all along. It's a million faces in a mirror and everyone belongs. Find your why. Join today at ymca.org for a better us. Back 
to American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. I'm Stephen Parth, Louis R. Evelyn. By the way, this song's available. I was going to say, that's from our CD. That's from our CD. We have a CD that we made for kids with uh, classical American songs, traditional American songs. It's called Freedom Sings. You can get it on uh, Apple, iTunes, and, and other places. Go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com. We can send you a CD. But it's it. not just the songs. No. It's, it's the backstory, and it's told by... A grandfather like yeah. cowboy. Man, it's so just great. The, the history behind these songs, we, we have it. It's a great storytelling type of, of Just go to thing. iTunes. Check it out. Type in Freedom Sings. Mm-hmm. Take a listen. You can sample. You yeah, can sample you it can right sample there. It there. You know exactly what we're talking about. Yep. You know, free speech is the cornerstone of a democracy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the bedrock upon which our founding fathers built this nation. Absolutely. I mean, they understood that a free and open marketplace of ideas is essential for a, if you're going to call yourself a free society. Mm-hmm. You have to have free speech. You have to have free speech because you have to have free thought. And, and if you're not allowed to say what it is you're thinking, you don't have free thought. And that's why it's so important. This is one of the reasons that we started this show right. we, over seven years ago. We had written a book called Bright Spots, Big Country. And we're publishing it on July 4th. Which, by the way, is available on Amazon. That's right. And we sent out, uh, we started to do a, a radio special, just like this one. This was the first one we did of these. And we sent out emails to people all over the country saying, hey, would you like to be on our 4th of July show? Tell people what it is you think makes America great. We sent out hundreds of emails. You know who the first person was that responded? Tucker Carlson. The very first person to respond to all of our emails sent out all over the country was Tucker Carlson. He said... I'm in. I love the idea. I'm in. And at the time, you know, we didn't even have a radio show then. This was the the first radio program we did, and our first guest was Tucker. And we were like, this isn't about us. This is about how Tucker views the world, how Tucker views the country. And that's why we love this interview with Tucker Carlson so much. Tucker Carlson, thank you so much for being on our show. Am I am I on track here? Does this say something about how you feel about America? Well, I loved your email. I thought it was such a cool idea. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I mean, I, I responded immediately because I, I thought it was a great idea. So let me just get to the first question here. What do you think makes America great? Well, there are a bunch of things, but the my favorite thing by far, and there's self-interest in this, but I love the fact and treasure and i'm grateful for the fact that you can say what you think is true in america period it's an absolute right it's the only country in which that is true there are lots of countries with you know market economies and democratic systems of government and you know not very much litter i mean there are a lot of first world countries you could live in but none of them have a first amendment and none of them preserve in the way we do the right of free expression and that's you know, maybe that's not important to you, but it's really important to me, obviously because of my job, but also because I just love it. I love the fact that no one can punish you for saying what you think is true. So that's the first and most important thing about America as far as I'm concerned, and I think that all other freedoms hang on that. Like Everything depends on that. It's a very good point, and of course you've been around the world. As a reporter, have you been in other places in, in, the, in the world where you kind of felt, boy, this is something that needs to be said, this is something that is true, but I may not be standing on the soil where I, I can necessarily say that? Well, I think it's true in every other country. I mean, even in countries I like to visit and countries who 
whose people I like and, you know, that I would live. Canada, I like Canada. You know, it's a nice country. People are in jail in Canada for saying what they think. You know, unpopular things, but that's that's always the measure. You know, can you say something unpopular? There's no, you know, you, you don't need a First Amendment to protect your right to agree with everyone else. <laughs> that's implied. <laughs> but but Canada, Western Europe, I mean, all of those, all of the countries in Western Europe have limits on speech. You know, I think we're unique in the world um, in that. So, I mean, I've always been grateful for that. And without that freedom, I mean, of course, I couldn't have my job. Do you feel like that freedom is under threat now in a way that maybe it hasn't been before? Well, not only is it under threat, it's being eroded. And um, for the simple reason that in order to pass on freedoms, you have to tell the next generation that they exist and you have to explain them. I mean, that's how that's how we pass on our values is through what used to be called the oral tradition. You know, we all get around the campfire and tell the stories of our ancestors. And, and the basic story of America is the story of people who had strong views, but they were out of step with their neighbors. And so they had to leave and they had to go somewhere else where they could worship the God they wanted and, and say what they thought was true. And they, they went to a whole new continent in order to do that. And the first thing they did when they got self-government was to enshrine the right that they enjoyed in the in the Bill of Rights, in the very first one, the very first amendment. So you got to tell the next generation that. And when you stop doing it, they stop knowing. And I, you know, kids now believe there's something called hate speech, which is a fictional category. It doesn't actually exist. The Supreme Court has ruled on this a bunch. There's no such thing as hate speech. I mean, there's ugly speech and there's impolite speech and there's speech that I would never utter and that I would get mad at my children for using. I mean, of course, a lot of things that you shouldn't say, but there's nothing you're not allowed to say. And that's a key distinction. And that distinction is being lost. Yeah, I think uh, Ronald Reagan said all great change begins at the dinner table. You know, I, I guess I'm interested to know where do you think that disconnect is with respect to, you know, like you said, you know, we all used to sit around the campfire and, and you tell the story stories of, of previous generations and, and how things were done and, and what made America great. And where do you think that disconnect is? And, and more importantly, how do we reconnect it? By exercising it. I mean, really, the, the way to change things is to convince people. I mean, we have a whole, you know, electoral and legislative system for changing things, for codifying them, for making new laws. But real change begins when people change their minds. And they change their minds when they're convinced by someone making an argument, a rational appeal um, to them and saying, you know, here's what the facts are and here's why I've reached the conclusion I have. And if you if you do that enough calmly and in a welcoming, open minded way, I mean, you will you will convert people, you know, if you if your argument is solid and. Um, and so that's what we need to do. And, and why haven't people been doing that? I mean, because they took they took it for granted. You know, they, they got complacent. They decided, you know, things were always this way, so they would always remain this way. That's not true. But they convinced themselves of that. And I think in a lot of ways, if I can just point a finger at my fellow conservatives, I mean, I think they got pretty caught up in issues that are not as important, like marginal tax rate. I'm for lower taxes, obviously. Most, most people are. But you can change taxes with a single vote. You can't change attitudes with a single vote. You know, you can't change people's understandings of their country and if the things that really matter like families um with a single vote you have to inculcate those values by telling your kids about them and i think we stopped doing that i love what you said there that that you have to change people's minds you have to win the argument uh in a way that's uh respectful but but you do that through speech and and obviously that's i i get the feeling that, that has been a driving 
principle for you in your entire career with, with when you were in CNN, when, with the Daily Caller, now, of course, what you're doing on Fox News, that you're trying to convince people politely with your argument. And I'm open to being convinced myself. I mean, part of the joy of the job is getting to hear other points of view. And, you know, the majority of the time I dismiss them. I've heard those arguments before. I, I don't think they add up. In some cases, I don't think they make any sense at all. But occasionally, you know, you hear something that stops you. And if you're awake, and I really try to be, you think, well, wait, that's not exactly crazy, is it? And then you sort of think about it for a while. And occasionally, your mind has changed. It certainly happened to me. And I, I am grateful for those experiences. Because, by the way, if you don't change your mind every once in a while, when you're living in a country changing as fast as ours, you're probably not paying attention. You ought to let reality dictate your beliefs rather than the other way around. So I love it. I love the exchange of ideas. And I love talking to people and debating with people who are sincere, who really believe what they're saying. And it's Washington, so most of the time we get hacks and people reading talking points, but occasionally get someone who really means it. And I think that person's wrong, but like I love talking to people like that. I think one of the beauty, or one of the greatest uh, attributes of your show is that you actually allow the guests to get their point of view out uh, that is longer than a 30-second soundbite. And so, you know, you talk about changing minds. A lot of what we need to change in this country can't be done in 30-second increments. And I think that's one of the one of the neat things about your show, and I think why it's so popular, uh, aside from the fact that you're just a fantastic debater, is that you do allow those those ideas to get out and to really be able to pull them apart uh, for folks to see how they all fit together or don't. Well, exactly, because I don't want to win on debate points. I mean, I, sometimes we get people um, who are worried about coming on the show, and one of the producers will call me and say, will you call the person and talk to them about it? And I always tell the guest what I'm going to ask, always. I never have any trick questions. I'll tell anybody at any time what I'm going to ask or what I think I'm going to ask, because why wouldn't I? You know, I want to hear their actual answer. I'm not trying to trip them up with a trick question or sophism or, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Whip out their tax returns and ask them to account for some number they haven't seen before. Like, why would <laughs> Well, you know, that's just, that's that's a magic trick. And I, I'm not interested in that. I, I want to hear what they have to say. I'm not afraid to let them say it because I think the audience can make up its mind about whether their point is better than mine. I mean, I, I really believe in that. Like, let's get it all out there and see what you really think. Like, what are you saying? You're what is the point of this? Like, strip away all the, all the dumb cliches and talking points and tell me what, what, what point are you making? And if it's a good one, great, you win. You're trying to let them have their freedom of speech. I love that. It's You're living out your conviction. Thank you so much for joining us on our What Makes America Great 4th of July special. Tucker Carlson, you can see him on Fox News. Uh, and, and again, thank you so much for being here, Tucker. Oh, man, it was an honor. Thank you. Happy 4th of July. Thanks, and to you. Well, that's the end of our first hour of American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. But we still have another two hours to come full of great interviews from American patriots, Victor Davis Hanson, Willie Robertson, Clint Black, and our American mama, Terry Netterville. It's all coming up in the next hour of American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? Stick around. show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, and here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk. 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station.
broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Page in Philadelphia. I'm Chris Foster. Fox News. Dozens of shots fired in the streets across eight city blocks. A suspect's in custody surrendering after being cornered by police in an alley. The shooter was not only wearing a ballistic vest, but was carrying an AR-style rifle, a handgun, and a police scanner. Right now, police have not found any connection between the victims and the shooter. What we do know, seven people in total were shot. The only surviving victims being a two-year-old and a 13-year-old. Those children are said to be in stable condition. The five male victims range in age from 20 to 59. One man does remain unidentified. And a police source tells me that a fifth victim was found four hours after the violence in his home where police, they've surmised at this point that this gunman likely chased that man inside of his home, killing him there. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. One person's killed, at least three wounded in a shooting at a block party in Indianapolis. Three dead, eight wounded in an annual neighborhood party in Fort Worth, Texas. Thunderstorms could affect travel and 4th of July celebrations from the Rockies East. 60 million Americans live in places under a severe storm threat today. Drone attacks in Ukraine and Russia. The Ukrainian city of Sumy slammed by 20 and five drones believed to be Ukrainian fired at the Moscow area. All were said to have been shot down, but flights at an area airport were disrupted. On this 4th of July, Ukrainian President Zelensky posted an op-ed with the Wall Street Journal saying, in part, Today, as Americans celebrate their freedom and independence, we celebrate with you and envision the day when every inch of Ukraine is free of the cruel tyranny that seeks to extinguish us. Fox's Greg Palcott in Kiev, Ukraine. What's described as the largest Israeli military operation in the West Bank in more than 20 years. In its second day, Palestinian officials say at least 10 people have been killed, about 100 hurt, with thousands fleeing from their homes overnight in a refugee camp. Retaliation, at least eight Israelis were reported injured in a car ramming and stabbing attack in Tel Aviv. America's listening to Fox News. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Court-appointed special advocates or CASA are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. You can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters and mom and dad and grandpa and grandma need them. Thank you, first responders. This is what I signed up for as a first responder. I am constantly worried about being exposed to this virus and potentially bringing it back to my home and my family. I'm going to continue going to work day in and day out and providing help to those that need it. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Thank you, first responders. Thank you, first responders. Thank you, first responders. 
Be safe, look after yourself, and look after one another. Thanks. Let's show up for first responders and their families. Go to firstrcf.org to find out how you can help today. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. We choose to go to the moon and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It is time for us to realize that we are too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. I have a dream. That one day, this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. American Ground Radio, with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Pross. Three, two, one. This is American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis Sar Avalone. And happy 4th of July to each of you. We're so glad to be with you. What a, what what a an very, honor, well, right? It, it certainly is. It and is. What a festive day. I say festive. You know, I think it's also an important time to remember those who gave, as Abraham Lincoln said, that last full measure of devotion. Right, because we have had people who have fought for our freedoms. There were at the beginning at the, the American Revolution, they knew they were sacrificing their well-being, their safety, their family for future generations. That included us. At the revolution, they were thinking about you. That's why they did it. No, and look, I understand. Yes, I know we have Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. That's what remembering uh, those that have died right and we have veterans day to remember those who served so i i get that but you can't just you can't just celebrate something without realizing the price that has been paid right because otherwise what do we do what and we what take has, it for granted we take it for granted right and 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 freedom is not free ronald reagan said liberty is not passed down from one generation to the next in the bloodstream it has to be fought for and protected and handed down to the next generation for them to do the same we have to defend our liberty each and every generation or else we'll lose it no and i think you see that in young people today many of them don't realize you know they don't especially like during covid during the lockdown sure there were a number of constitutional rights that mm-hmm. were infringed upon all over the country but if you don't know what your rights are how do you know how do you know what to protect how do you know when they're taken from you and that's why studying is so important that's why learning about our history is so important and that's why i would argue it's important to find if you're if you're in college or in school it's important to find a professor who loves american history as much as victor davis hansen does our next guest here on american ground radio's fourth of july special America! 
joining us now, Victor Davis Hansen, author. He is a, a columnist uh, syndicated across the country. I'm a huge fan, by the way. And, and he's a, a senior fellow at the Hoover Institute. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of articles and all those, too. Victor Davis Hansen, welcome to American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? Thank you for having me. You have been working in um, history. You've, you've, you're a military historian. You've studied a lot about America. You've studied a lot about politics, uh, about classical liberalism. Uh, what what was it about those fields that got you excited? Why why is that something that you started studying to begin with? I don't know. There was a practical reason. I grew up on a farm, and I had not really been very many places. And I went to what was a new UC campus, University of California, Santa Cruz. And they had a Greek and Latin program that was very different from the 70s student activism psychology, sociology, political science, and I kind of saw it as a retreat. And then when I discovered um, Homer's Iliad or Virgil's Aeneid or beginning Latin or Greek, I, I, I had a natural affinity. And then I had some great professors, and they encouraged me to continue. And for a guy from a farm, when they said, if you continue at this rate, we could get you a full-paid scholarship to a Ph.D. program. And I wanted to stay in there the west coast and they said we could, we could get you into stanford you wouldn't have to pay anything and when you're 18 somebody tells you that so yeah i kind of fell fell into it and then i developed a, a great love of the ancient world now you've you've been a, a student of american history you've looked at current politics you certainly write about current situations going on in america right now as you look at it what is it that you think makes america great well, obviously the system does because there is no, there's another, no other system like it. By that I mean with a House and a Senate and a President and the Supreme Court, all the checks and balances and all superimposed on a federal system where the states kind of emulate that, that they have a lot of sovereignty and independence themselves and autonomy. I don't know any place in the world that's similar. Most people, to the extent they're democratic or consensual they have these parliamentary much simpler systems so ours is unique in that part i don't think that very many places in the world have a bill of rights that spells out carefully what the protections are of the citizen from government and from other citizens that's unique as well and although we've had some really severe problems lately it seems that we're about the only country in the world that has an orderly succession and that, by that I mean presidents and administrations, when they lose an election or when their tenure is up, they leave, another one comes in. And as far as foreign policy and the administration of domestic policy, there doesn't seem to be an abrupt, uh, radical, chaotic interruption as we see so many places else. I think part of our problem in America is that we think we have to be perfect to be good and we don't compare our system with the alternatives. And if we did, I, I, I think most Americans would appreciate how much better it is. Yeah, Dr. Hanson, of course, you talk about growing up poor. You talk about growing up on a farm. Do you remember, and obviously you love this country, do you remember that time, the very first time you recognized there was something special, there was something exceptional about this country? I did. I, I grew up with... Uh, 
working, I'm looking out the window. I still live in the same house I grew up in. And my grandparents, especially my grandfather, when he would have us do rote labor, pruning vines or picking peaches, he would talk about what a wonderful place this is and how, and he said things that at the time felt simplistic. He'd say, just think, we have the rule of law here. And just think people are not coming in and stealing from us or we treat each other with dignity and all these things that at a, you know, eight or nine years that old, you didn't appreciate, but only in retrospect, did you? And then I had a father who had flown on a B-29, 40 missions. And he had, I had, he was named after a first cousin that his family adopted, Victor Hansen, that was killed in Okinawa. And I, I heard a lot about World War II and why people from a little farm community would volunteer to go halfway around the world and in one case die. And I had another Swedish grandfather who was gassed at the Muse Argonne, was disabled the rest of his life. And so he, all of this sort of resonated what it was. There was never any bitterness. Oh, I can't breathe. Or I've had some traumatic stress from the B-29 missions on March 9th in the fire raids or why did Victor have to die in Oklahoma? None of that. It was all, I wish we could have done more. So that really impressed me and I think shaped the way I looked at the United States. If there's if there's one thing that you have learned about this country, uh, about the way our system is, that you wished more Americans knew, what would that be? I think we're resilient. And I get very frustrated when I see abuses of the bureaucratic state, as everybody does, and I see uh, an asymmetry of the application of law sometimes. We've had dark moments in our history, but we always seem to overcome that. And when we had the Great Depression or we had the 60s Cultural Revolution or the upheaval of the woke revolution, it seems that Americans have an innate practicality where they pick and choose things that they find useful and maybe needed uh, for reform and change and advancement. And then they reject all of the things that are nihilistic and anarchist and are agents of anarchy. So it's a very resilient uh, system. And I think people expect that no matter what their political differences they have an innate confidence even in the turmoil of the times economic political social cultural that the way the american way perseveres and they're able to accept that and expect that and that's why i think for 234 years when people had so often written our epitaph we rebounded whether it was in the civil war where we lost 700,000 people or the Great Depression, where we had 25% unemployed, or World War II, where, you know, when, by 1941, all of Europe was under Nazi control and most of Asia. And yet, in four years, we defeated both. Victor Davis Hansen, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on American Ground Radio, and happy 4th of July to you. Same here. Thank you for having me. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, we're talking with our American mama, Terry Netterville. You hear her every night on our show. You can hear her next on What Makes America Great. Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio, where freedom grows with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill, and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. 
a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Hey, folks, it's Moon Graf- Welcome back to American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, and what was interesting in listening, if you were listening to uh, Dr. Victor Davis Hanson, our, our last guest. Yeah. You know, obviously he's a very studied individual. Sure. Obviously a doctor. It's his job. Uh, and, uh, but at the same time, I, I think it's important to realize you don't need all those degrees on the wall to appreciate what America is and what she means to the history of the world. Like, for example, my father immigrated to this country in 1964. From Italy. From Italy. Mm -hmm. You know, he had not studied Benjamin Franklin's uh, writings. He he did not know of the Gettysburg Address. He had never read the Declaration of Independence. But as an immigrant to this country, it's almost as if he knew those principles that that served as the foundation for those writings, it's like he understood them like the back of his hand. Well, of course he did. Because they're self-evident truths. They're natural law. It's This is what was handed down to us by the creator. The ideas this country was based on, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, those are things that were given to us by the creator. So you don't necessarily have to have read Thomas Jefferson or or Thomas Locke. You don't, you don't have to have necessarily read Paine or as Alexis de Tocqueville. But you can know that the creator gave you rights from the moment of your creation. And, Absolutely. And I think that's great. And that's one of the things that we love having Terry Netterville on our show our american day our american mom i was going to say because she understands those principles Joining us now, our American mama, Terry Netterville. Happy 4th of July. Thank you. She is so dressed patriotically. All the time. Oh, all the time. In studio (laughs) today. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, I love my country. (laughs) So, so Terry, for folks that don't know, Uh you know, you have, I think, the world's biggest 4th of July party at your house every single year. And your whole family comes in from other states. Yes. Right. Real quick, what is the furthest anyone has traveled just to be at your 4th of July party? Arizona. Arizona, Arizona. to Louisiana. Yes, yes. I mean, that's that's a pretty yeah, long trek. That's a long trek. Right? You had to go through but three big states. But it's worth it. It's like the one time, and I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of people choose to have their big Christmas or their big Thanksgiving. So my sisters and I said, mm-hmm. you know what, since we don't have to worry about having to share this 
holiday with anybody, and we are patriots. We are uh, we are all about America. Let's do the fourth, and that's how it started. We're going. This is our twenty first year of doing big fourth yeah. party, and it's not just family. You have friends yeah, that friends come, in, come in, and, and you know, strangers wandering. Like everybody off the streets brings and, their own. Like we have food, but everyone mm-hmm. brings their side dish or dessert, and it's so it's a nice potluck. So, and you guys have yeah. games. You have yeah. planned out events. You got trophies for things. Yeah. They have parking attendants yeah. out front <laughs> directing traffic. That's not true. Parking lot. E. We probably should. <laughs> you're in the west parking lot, by the way, sir. So, obviously, I mean, you're a big patriot. You're we call you our American mama. You're on American Ground Radio every single night. High talking, compliment. Yes. Talking about all these different, you know, things about America. Right. What is it you think makes America great? Oh my god. I think, you know, it's so interesting because it's been an interesting couple of years, as we know. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this every year. I start thinking about this segment. I have to go back to my childhood. I have to go back to um, the stories that we heard about the, you know, the, the guys who stormed Normandy, the beaches of Normandy. Right. I think about those soldiers who understood and recognized that some things are worth dying for, our country, democracy, those types of things. And I feel like I I would give anything in this world, guys, if we could get back to that kind of patriotism. Mm. I think uh, whenever, you know, as y'all know, my boys played baseball uh, in college. And every single time the Star Spangled Banner played, I had this stirring feeling in my heart. And it used to be, I'm just so overwhelmed. I love my country so much. Now there's a little bit of a sadness because I miss the unity. I miss the days when I didn't know what political affiliation anybody was. We were Mm. all unified. We were all in solidarity for our country, for the men and women who fight for our country. We were all in it together because we love our country. Like back almost 80 years ago, you know, when Mm D-Day, when those boys were fighting, there were people back home. There were people in Kansas. They would come out and they would kneel in, on their front porch. You had people in Georgia who would fill up the churches at 4 a.m. and pray. You had Philadelphia. They were ringing the Liberty Bell because why? They were all Americans who loved our country and knew what these men and women were doing on behalf of them. I love that. Yeah, no, you talk about the emotion that wells up inside of you when you hear the national anthem. You know, and obviously you love this country. You talk about going back to your childhood. Do you remember that moment when you realized that there was something special about America? When was that for you? Know you know what? It was elementary school because back then we stood and, and did the Pledge of Allegiance. We learned stories from our teachers about how great our country was. Everybody was kind of on the same page. So we grew up singing, you know, the grand old flag. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, you know, I had parents who uh, instilled in us the beauty of being born in, into this country. And we recognize it at an early age. But that was so much a part of my childhood in school that I'm very sad for the students of today that don't get to have that. You know, our kids grew up at Southfield where they did that too. They stood up, they said the Pledge of Allegiance, and they sang Grand Old Flag, and that's one of their most precious and vivid memories. And but that doesn't happen in a lot of schools. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think there will come a time that we will get back to that. I don't know why I feel like that, but I do feel like that, that we will because there's no other way to be. There's no other way to build upon 
anything unless you're in it together. Even if we think differently, to have that patriotism in your heart. I don't think any other countries are are teaching their children negative aspects of their country. I think they're they're building their kids into these, you know, uh, their their own nationalists. You know, they love their own country. I wish that we would do the same. But did you teach your children yes. about it? Did your mother, did your father teach you about it? Because, you know, I, we asked that question, when did you realize mm-hmm. that this nation was something exceptional? And I almost wonder if it is we take for granted so many blessings that one day you realize, you know what? Not everybody lives like right. this. Yeah. You know what? We did talk about it. And here's here's how my dad would ins- kind of insert these things. During the Olympics, they would tell the stories. Oh, they yeah. had the music. And my dad would, I mean, his eyes would well up with tears. And he would say to us, this is what it means to be an American. He is, they you know, they would tell the stories where they went five, drove five hours to take their kid to practice and all, you know, those stories that oh, you yeah. just remember them so vividly. And so anytime anything like that came on, especially during the Olympics, mm-hmm. I just remember dad getting emotional and them talking about it and me feeling inside how grateful. And I would just, we would root for them in our living rooms as if they were family, you know, because they were one of us and they were representing our country. So yes, I did. And I did instill that. My children are very much patriotic. They love this country. Um, they, they see what's going on and they're at the age now, you know, 24, 22, 20, you know, wait, what is it? 22, 20, 24, 20, 20, 24. And, um, and they are, uh, they're willing now to stand up and use their voice for their country because they see a little bit of this divide and they don't like it. They don't want that to be the part of their legacy. I, I love that. Terry Netterville, our American mama. By the way, we do a segment every day on our show, uh, Ask the Mama. So if you'd like to ask our American mama a question, you can go to our website, americangroundradio.com slash mama and click on the Ask the Mama button. Terry Netterville, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, guys. Happy 4th. Thank you. Well, our show is about halfway over right now. Still have another half of this hour and the hour after that. And coming up next on American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? We're talking with Willie Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame. Oh, you're going to love this. Stick around. Keep your ear to the ground. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. 
online at matthewjames.com. American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, I love listening to Terry Netterville, mm-hmm. our American mama. You know, because women, I think, to some degree, I think they're underrepresented in talk radio. Absolutely. Uh, or and, and it's really not even just talk radio. I, it's broader than that. I think when it comes to talking politics, mm-hmm. many women bite their tongue they don't in in public yeah. in yeah. public in i'm public. not saying at home with their families right i mean the, the, there's there's this because they don't want to offend right you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and there's some there's some men out there as well you know <laughs> so it don't, it's not necessarily but i think it seems to be more predominant with respect to women okay you know women and women have been running for office in this country you know running for elected offices yeah long before they were even allowed to vote i, I mean because the path for women mm-hmm. in political office was, was always it was if your husband was in office and was he through, passed away right was through widowhood right eighty percent of women in office at one point were just filling their husbands' seats. It's very different today. I'm if and I'm glad it is. We have our next guest, Willie Robertson from Duck Dynasty fame. Take a listen. And joining us now, the CEO of Duck Commander, Willie Robertson. You've seen him on Duck Dynasty. You've seen him on a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, how have you not seen this guy, right? Exactly. Willie Robertson, happy 4th of July, and welcome to American Ground Radio's What Makes America Great Special. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you all. Look, you are known for wearing a red and white and blue American flag headband, like just about everywhere you go. Like there's so many pictures of you with that American flag headband. You've got to just have patriotism like going out your pores, right? <laughs> yeah, I talked to a reporter one time and he said, Willie, you are Americana. <laughs> so for sure. I'm assuming that that's something that's just been um, – inherent in your entire family i mean is is was patriotism something that y'all were taught around the dinner table around family uh, on hunting trips how, how did you get that yeah always you know we always had a um thought about the american dream and um we were back in the day we were sure dreaming a lot of uh of doing something and in a bigger way and um yeah patriotism was was huge my grandfather was in the navy and um yeah we just loved our country and loved the opportunities that we uh were able to afford even when we didn't have a lot of money um just being able to live off the land and at least have a chance to uh to make something of ourselves and do good at business and yep i I learned that since i was old enough to understand language and you really have done an amazing job. Your entire family's done an amazing job of doing of well. living the American dream. I would say I would say exactly that. Can you imagine your life story anywhere but the United States of America? <laughs> no, this is this one seems like a certainly an only in America uh, situation of uh, selling duck calls and living on a river and uh, commercial fishing and. Uh, just hoping that we could, you know, 
have a chance to uh, to do something bigger. And, um, you know, Phil would always say, hey, one of these days we'll sell a million dollars for these duck calls. And none of us really understood how exactly that was going to happen. But um, <laughs> uh, sure enough, uh, in, in America, it can happen. Yeah, and now to realize that level of success in America, what do you feel like for folks that are listening that say, you know, I'm I'm operating a small business. I, I'm just barely making payroll. I, I'm just scraping to get by. Maybe I should just, you know, roll this up and, and call it a day. What would you tell folks is the most important lesson that you've learned over the your career uh, in, in being a small businessman? Not a small businessman anymore, but certainly in, in being in business. Well, one is that we felt every part of that as well throughout our lives and through our careers. And um, uh, I would say paycheck to paycheck, but there were times there were really no paycheck. So uh, you had to wait. And um, so you just stick with it. And I I thought my father was always um, very content. Uh, You don't hear that a lot in business classes or when you think about business, I feel like we push so much. And he was content and he was patient. And uh, as long as we were happy and doing what we wanted to do, we were fine. And so, and as that was able to circle around until I came around and really took the business over and then took it to another level, I was always appreciative of his, uh, being content and being happy with what we had. And so, um, you know, nowadays everybody's pushing, they want it so fast and so quickly. And, uh, these things take time and, um, to develop. So you just don't, you don't give up, you know, and you never know what, when that opportunity may come where you can, you know, do something and, and make it even bigger uh, than you thought, or certainly uh, maybe even than your parents thought. Uh, Willie, we've been asking folks all day, this is the theme of the show, what is it you think makes America great? Well, I think it's what's great about it is someone can come like where we were from and um, make themselves better. I appreciate the fact that we were able to um, make it. Uh, I appreciate that we were able to have our faith and be able to worship and be able to compete in business and circle all the way around to where we had no money. We had no influence. We didn't know the right people. Um, we come all the way this year and, uh, we're able to make a movie, uh, about our own family called the blind. And I think it's really crazy. That's how great this country is where we can do things like this still in this country. Now you talk about you know growing up obviously as a as a young man your family being patriotic around the dinner table. Do you remember that time if you think back that you realized there was something special about this country? You know you just said you know you realized America there there are places all around the world and none of them are quite as exceptional as this country. Yeah, for sure. I think you, you could see it in other people. Yeah, you could see other people um, be able to strive and do well in our country. And uh, there was such a freedom uh, um, to where you could just, you know, live how you wanted and do what you wanted. And, and you know, I think even in diversity, even when people disagree, you know, we have a great country. Where we can we can have the debate. We can have the argument, you know, and, um, and we certainly had heard that, too. As you go back generations, I mean, I can... I can remember my grandmother telling me about hearing her grandparents' uh, uh, stories and how it was so hard and the struggle and uh, and just where you could see that, at least that chance of getting better. And um, 
if you worked hard and you were patient and stuck with it, you know, you could. And I, I think that's what made, made our country great. And I learned that uh, when I was really young. And so just very appreciative of our country. And I have traveled abroad. So I've seen other places that, and not that everyone's, everybody's bad, but I've seen other places where it just makes you really appreciate the country we live in. Willie Robertson, thank you so much for spending time with us here on the 4th of July. Appreciate your time. Appreciate and, your stories. And Love happy those. 4th of July to you and your whole family. Thank you so much. Happy 4th. Coming up next. Man, I am so excited about this next guest. You listen to him right now. This is uh, America by Clint Black. And we're talking with Clint Black when American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? continues next you're listening to american ground radio where the greatness within you reflects the greatness of america with lewis r avalone and stephen parr louisiana's 48th in police pay 35th in teacher pay and dead last for firefighters that doesn't surprise you does it the legislature had an extra two billion dollars That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve, and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize a future of family, community, and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. LA-22. Welcome back to American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Well, what you should say uh-huh. is whatever's on your mind. That's okay. what you should do. And, and you know, there's so many people out You're there. You're talking about when, when it's over? Not when it's over. Oh. No, it, when it's over, yeah. when it's beginning. I see. All, all the time. You should speak your mind. You should speak your mind. Okay. Because there are a lot of folks out there. And oftentimes it's violent protests. Okay. Sometimes it's shaming. Okay. Right? You're not yeah. woke enough, et cetera. Right. And all of that is to silence 
free speech. Right. It's designed to make sure that you don't say what it is you're supposed to. Now, and look, I'm going to caution you. When you speak your mind, make sure you do it. Make sure you do it oh, as nicely as possible, Absol- as kindly as possible. Absolutely. Say the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. That's a good way to go about doing things. You know, William F. Buckley uh, once said very famously, liberals claim to want to give a hearing to other views, mm-hmm. but then they are shocked and offended to discover there are our other views. <laughs> We've seen a lot of that but in the none, last couple of but years. But none of us need to be bullied into silence. No. And that's celebrating our nation's birthday mm-hmm. is about that First Amendment. It's the most important. That's why they made it number one. Uh, speaking of number one, our next guest has been number one a whole bunch of times on the music charts of the country music charts. And, of he's, course, he's number one on my playlist in, in the hearts of Americans. Uh, one of my favorite guests of all time, Clint Black. America. America. And joining us now, American hero, country music star icon, Clint Black. Happy Fourth of July and welcome to our American Ground Radio's What Makes America Great radio special. Happy Independence Day. We are we are so excited to be talking to you. You have been I think probably everywhere in this country. I, I don't I don't know if there's any place in the country you haven't been. You're out on tour again, you got your summer coming tour, and then I love the, the mostly hits and the misses, not not the M I S S E S, but the M R S going out with uh, your wife Lisa Hartman Black. What is your favorite thing about touring this country? Oh, it's it's playing for audiences. You know, all the rest of it is just uh, travel and sleeping in a bed, a bed that bounces down the road. And, uh, you know, we're a little family out there touring, even when Lisa and our daughters uh, aren't out with us. And, uh, uh, you know, most of my guys have been with me a long time, some over 35 years. And uh, so we have our fun, but a lot of it's just the the tedium of travel. So we do all that uh, to get on stage and uh, audiences or lucky. We're not like, you know, uh, athletes, you know, who might get booed. <laughs> I don't want to encourage anyone to start that, but uh, we have a great time on stage. That's outstanding. So we've been asking folks all day, thought we'd ask you too. what is it you think makes America great? Well, I think it's the Constitution and uh, the mechanisms to correct wrongs and uh, for the people uh, to have the uh, opportunities and the means to uh, reshape the country, reshape the policies, uh, try to uh, undo uh, in things like slavery and uh, give women the right uh, to vote and and uh you know uh just just the amendments the the uh, uh convention of the states all these things that are built in there because the 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 framers knew that they didn't know everything and they couldn't predict what would happen so it's a it's a ship that's sailing along and the uh the the genius of the uh the constitution and the bill of rights is that uh it knows it's going to have to change course and uh, and write itself. And so 
it's in the hands of the people. And the people just have to understand what those mechanisms are. They just have to know uh, that uh, you you don't implicitly trust anyone with power. You have to watch them and you have to make uh, changes to things based on what people do with that power. Now, now you released a single not too long ago titled America. You called it a love letter to this country. What does that song mean to you? Well, I I, I think what it means, um, and what it, hopefully it means to everyone is, uh, is that uh, just like a, a, a friend or a spouse or a parent, uh, any relative, uh, people are going to get it wrong, um, and uh, and you can find fault with them and still love them, and uh, and that uh, thus it is for me with America. Uh, you know, this whole country uh, isn't responsible really for the wrongdoings of government officials and and uh, you know elected politicians and bureaucrats. Uh, people, just as it is with religion, can do things that are counter to that religion or counter to uh, the uh, the laws of the land. So uh, you can you can see, you know, that maybe you have a parent who wasn't that great of a parent. Maybe they tried their best. Maybe they weren't always at their best. You can still love them and not like uh, some of the things they did. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well said. We're speaking with country music star Clint Black here on the Fourth of July. Uh, do Do you have special things that you and your family like to do on the Fourth of July? Uh, typically, uh, we like to try to see some fireworks. You know, that goes all the way back to sure uh, the first celebrations uh, of independence, and uh, you know that. Uh, it's just always fun to watch, fun to see. We try to light off a few ourselves uh, and try to just uh, be reverent and understand uh, what the day means. You know, the, uh, uh, I read John Adams' uh, biography, and when he was making those horseback trips to Philadelphia from Boston, uh, risking his life and limb and, and – uh, you know, uh, everything he'd worked for. Uh, he was at the age then that I was when I was reading the book. And I remember thinking, I don't think I'd be making that trip. I just don't <laughs> know if I have that kind of courage, you know, uh, that's, that's always wonder about, you know, they, uh, they're often said to be, you know, uh, old men, but many of them were really young. Yeah. And uh, I think John Adams was 41. I think that's how old I was when I was reading the book. Wow. So uh, it was a lot on the line, and the punishment was death. And uh, and so, you know, you have to remember that. You have to remember all of those who fought and died subsequently uh, to keep this thing together. All right. Now, I know we're running out of time. One more question, though. You know, obviously you love this country. Do you remember, think back, do you remember when you first realized there was something special, something exceptional about this nation? 
you know, the first the first image that came to mind was uh, sitting with the family in 1969, watching the moon landing. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't think at, at that age, uh, seven years old, I was really, uh, uh, I, I don't think I was able to look at that and, and, and say, wow, this country's special. Uh, I, I think it really, it really started to sink in. Yeah, I'm a high school dropout. I was a terrible student. I couldn't figure out how to take notes and study and all of that. And within a year of dropping out before not making it into my senior year, I realized just how much I'd, uh, wasted and I started reading nonfiction and uh history books and everything i could get to try to uh you know uh, undo that waste and and uh probably it was it was then you know 19 20 years old i really started to realize uh you know that uh that this is something very special very unique you know a lot of people who are growing up now think about uh america in terms of uh uh, of course it exists, but, you know, from the beginning of time until America, nothing like it ever did. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was very unique and, and, uh, you know, for someone to be in power like George Washington and then step aside willingly, you know, that just didn't happen. And, uh, you know, so, you know, that I, I, I hope that, these things will be taught more and more, or maybe there's students students out there who, you know, will be like me and seek out this this uh, knowledge uh, to to fully appreciate it. You know, you 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 can look at all the wrongdoings. You can look at uh, what what hasn't worked, uh, but the uh, the prosperity, the the uh, standard of living, all of these things that uh, have come about as a result of this unique experiment uh they're unparalleled clint black thank you so much for spending some time with us here on our fourth of july and happy fourth of july to you thank you great subject thanks for having me on i enjoyed it you bet thank you again we have another hour of our american ground radio fourth of july special what makes america great it's coming up next we've got steve scalise larry elder Lee Allen Baker, and more. You're not going to want to miss a minute of it. Hope you're having a great 4th of July. We thank you for letting us be a part of it. We'll be right back. Hey, good morning. News Talk, 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station, Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. President calls it senseless. On Lisa Brady, Fox News, a deadly wave of gun violence across the nation in recent days, including in Philadelphia, where police say there's no known connection so far between the gunmen and the victims. 
five men were killed last night, two children shot and wounded. So far, the best description of this gunman is a male in his 40s. No indication for what motivated this mass killing. Plenty of indication that the killer spent time preparing for it. Police say the man was wearing a bulletproof vest. He had an AR-style rifle, multiple magazines, a sidearm, and he had a police scanner to listen to police traffic. Bullet casing stretched over an eight-block area in Philadelphia. Four people were killed out in the street. A fifth fatality was found when police were called into a house into which one of the victims apparently fled. Fox's Mike Tobin, President Biden noting that today marks one year since the shooting at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois, praising that state for a ban on assault-style weapons and high-capacity magazines and calling again for Congress to act. The President and First Lady host several events today, including a barbecue for military families at the White House. At this hour, they have an event with the largest labor union in the country, the National Education Association. Several of his Republican challengers in the presidential race are attending Fourth of July parades in New Hampshire and Iowa. It's been a rough weekend for some air travelers with delays and cancellations rising again after widespread disruptions before the holiday. They do seem to be keeping up with the demand after severe weather in the Northeast last week led to a tidal wave of delays and cancellations that left people concerned for how holiday travel would pan out. Fox's Charles Watson at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. Operations there running smoothly, but nationwide still some issues. We've been to four different airports in two days due to canceled flights. With more storms in today's forecast ahead of a busy travel day tomorrow. America is listening to Fox News. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is asking President Biden to declare a disaster over a toxic train wreck. This after the East Palestine train derailment back in February rocked the rural Buckeye State community and those surrounding it with major concerns about drinking water and air quality because of spilled hazardous materials. The governor says the declaration would ensure that the state and federal government use all resources available to help the community as those living there are still reporting medical issues. DeWine says the rail operator, Norfolk Southern, has met the requested needs of the community, but there is a concern that the assistance could stop down the road. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A roller coaster remains under investigation in North Carolina in a probe that began with a cell phone. The Fury 325 is advertised by Carowinds Amusement Park as the tallest, fastest, 
longest giga coaster in North America. But for now, the popular ride is closed. The state's labor investigators were on site to look at the ride after a crack was spotted in a supporting pillar, but details have not been shared about their findings. The ride reaches speeds of up to 95 miles per hour and was shut down last week after the park was notified. Fox's CB Cotton in Wisconsin, an amusement park malfunction as riders at the Forest County Festival were stuck upside down for several hours when the fireball roller coaster stopped working. First responders were able to rescue the riders. One world record might be shattered soon. An Iowa man claims to own more than 70,000 pencils, nearly three times the current record. Aaron Bartholomew of Colfax, east of Des Moines, says he's been collecting wooden advertising pencils since he was a kid. And in many cases, those pencils from his hometown are the only record of a business. Counters were at the Colfax Historical Society recently to, to count up those pencils. Now he's waiting to hear from Guinness about the world record. And Lisa Brady, this is Fox News.